Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. <laughs> We are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survive, and there's a God who heals of these wounds. Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you have sex. And Jesus doesn't cover that. Hello, commies. Welcome to Coming Attractions episode number four. Uh, in this episode, we will be discussing, uh, what movie we're going to be watching in the main episode, uh, who we're going to be watching it with and the information about the movie and the person, uh, just, uh, you know, basic information before you go into the movie. Uh, I'm going to remind you that you can stream our episodes at thecommentarians.libson.com or you can find us on iTunes or anywhere iTunes or anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, you can find our Facebook at facebook.com slash thecommentarians. Find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash thecommentarianspod. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash commentarians88. And you can email us at commentarianspod at gmail.com. So for this uh, December month, uh, I decided to pick a great movie for uh, to celebrate Christmas with. The most Christmassy of Christmas movies the cabin in the woods. Uh, yes, not a very Christmassy movie, but because I started the podcast so late in the year, I couldn't put this movie out uh, for October, and I would have picked a Christmassy movie for December, but uh, scheduling didn't work out that way. So uh, we'll, I'll be telling you about this movie coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing, who are we going to be doing the movie with? We're going to be doing it with Emily Dixon. She is an author. Uh, she wrote the book Scandalous, Things Good Christian Girls Don't Talk About But Probably Should. And you can find information on that book at scandalousfaith.com. Uh, she also has, um, a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash a scandalous faith. And, uh, you can, if you contact her through the Facebook or anywhere else, uh, you could probably find a way. We talk about how she started a private Facebook group for women to talk about all different kinds of topics regarding sexuality and relationships and such. Uh, so, uh, find out, uh, through the Facebook page, uh, where, uh, if you wanted to join that group. She talks about the book a little bit in the episode, but it's basically a really great book that talks about uh, this stuff, uh, sexuality and relationships and stuff that people don't really talk about openly and probably should. Uh, because in, we in the Christian community are kind of squeamish about that kind of thing. But uh, she kind of deals with it head on through a Christian perspective. And it's a really interesting and fascinating uh, uh, look into this uh, these topics uh, in a way that, uh, you know, we can understand it better. So totally check her out. She also teaches at a college. I believe uh, she's teaching a course on, on the Gospel of Mark and on... Uh, Old Testament theology. I don't remember specifically, but again, we talk about all that in the episode. She is a wonderful guest. Uh, we had a lot of laughs doing this episode, so uh, let's get into the movie then. 
So Cabin in the Woods from 2012. According to IMDb, five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. It was directed by Drew Goddard, a screenplay by Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard, and starring Kristen Connolly, uh, Chris Hemsworth, and Anna Hutchinson, uh, MPAA rated R for strong bloody horror, violence and gore, language, drug use, and some sexual sexuality and nudity. Uh, it was made with a budget of $150 million and grossed $248,757,044. Uh, Rotten Tomato gave it a score of 92% certified fresh with an audience score of 74%. Um, I'm going to be giving a lot of spoilers for this movie in this episode because I know that a lot of you don't like horror movies, uh, but maybe you still want to listen to the episode. Again, I've heard the episode already without watching the movie, and it makes total sense. If you've seen the movie, then awesome. Uh, you, again, you don't need to watch it again, but and you can listen to the episode, and you'll know, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. If you don't know what the movie is about, uh, or and if you haven't seen it, then don't think you have to watch it for this to make sense, especially because I'm going to be telling you everything you need to know about the movie later on. So if you don't want it spoiled, you want to check out the movie, I'll let you know there is nudity in the movie, there is a lot of language, and uh, there is quite a bit of drug use and drunkenness in this movie. Uh, again, particularly why we talk about uh why we're doing this movie because we get to talk about all those topics we get to talk we will talk about nudity and sexuality in film whether it's okay for christians to watch horror movies and everything like that we cover in this uh, in the upcoming episode so um if you want to stay tuned later on I'll tell you everything you need to know basically the story of the movie including spoilers that way if you don't want to watch the movie but you still want to part, like listen to the episode and you you know you might be a little lost I'll tell you everything you need to know about that later on Okay, like I said before, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score of 92% uh, according to critics, but a 74% according to the audience. Uh, according to their summation of the of critical reception, uh, they said that The Cabin in the Woods is an astonishing meta feat, uh, capable of being funny, strange, and scary, frequently all at the same time. Now, according to Plugged In, the, crit the Christian critic site, they didn't give it a score, uh, if you've heard of pre previous episodes, they usually give it a score of one to five plugs, depending on how good or bad it is. Uh, did not have a score, uh, but the critic who reviewed it said, it is artistically not a bad movie. As satire, it has purpose, but neither wit nor heart can rescue this thing from the fact that it operates in a moral vacuum. It's not that this is one of those films that leaves me uh, feeling particularly horrified, appalled that the culture could craft such a thing. Perhaps that's because the film satirizes the very thing it mimics. Perhaps it's because these days it has so many compatriots. It's become hard to sort out one from the other. Folks have become hardened by horrific violence on movie screens. But should they? 
Should you, should we open ourselves up to this stuff and munching popcorn as humans after human is harvested for the sake of their gr- uh, gratuitous entertainment appetite? Whedon and Goddard, in their own malevolent and melodrot way, say no, and we'd be well advised to listen. Maybe not watch, but listen. So, okay. Uh, and I have a couple of uh, issues, as you might have guessed, uh, with that statement. Uh, so this is the point where I'm going to get into spoilers. So if you want to see it before we watch it, uh, go ahead. It's not available on any streaming service uh, for free. It is uh, rentable at a very aff- affordable price wherever you get movies. YouTube, iTunes, uh, Amazon, uh, you know, Voodoo. Google Play, anywhere you can rent movies, it's available there. Uh, so if you want to check it out, again, like I said, a lot of drug use, one nude scene in a sex scene, which, again, we talk about, uh, and then, of course, a lot of language. So uh, check it out. Uh, I totally recommend it. I think it's a very funny and very good movie. Uh, but this is where I get into spoilers, particularly to answer the claims of this uh, uh to answer what this credit could just said. So what the movie is about basically is, uh, five college students, uh, go on a trip to a cabin in the woods. The thing is, is that they're being watched by this underground government, uh, organization. As it turns out in the world of this movie, there are gods living underground in the earth. And so from the beginning of time, all the human sacrifices that all those other cultures have been doing, they were actually sacrificing people to real gods. They were actually continuing the human cycle by killing people because there really are gods living underground that demand human sacrifice and will destroy the world if they are not satisfied. And so that's what the movie is about. Uh, these college kids are going to this cabin in the woods uh, and they are going to be offered up as sacrifices by this government organization. Now, so why do they have to go to this cabin in the woods? Well, as it turns out, uh, these gods, these, uh, after years and years of just having, for example, cutting somebody's heart out or just killing somebody on an altar, uh, they, or having a woman tossed into a volcano or something, their appetites have gotten a little bit more, uh, keen. So they want specifics. They want to be entertained. So, what they want is they they want a story. They want these guys to go to a cabin. Uh, they they have to be warned by some uh, creepy old guy that tells them something bad's going to happen if they go there, which happens. And then once there, uh, they get sacrificed. They get killed one by one uh, by a monster that they choose. There's a basement inside this cabin, and when they go down there, there's a ton of artifacts that they play with. And if they choose one specifically then the monster related to that artifact comes out and kills them. In this movie in particular, uh, they read from a, a old diary from a, uh, from a little girl that belonged to a family that worshipped pain and torture. And so she reads a couple of passages, and then she reads words in Latin that summon this family back to life. So there's this torture this torture-worshipping zombie family that comes and kills them all. Um, now, here's the interesting thing. They get drugged uh, by this government organization to, to make them more into stereotypes, more into cliches of horror movies. So, for example, a blonde, these are all very smart people. 
like for example, one guy uh, went to college on an academic scholarship, uh, but because they've been drugged, they become these different characters. The one guy becomes a jock. One, uh, the blonde woman uh, becomes a little bit more promiscuous, a little bit more sexually driven. Uh, one guy who is also an athlete, but he becomes more bookish, more uh, more of a nerd. And the druggy kid, the kid that smokes pot all the time, kind of, you know, stays the druggy guy. <laughs> and then, of course, our main character, uh, she is kind of just uh, innocent. And so, and so these drugs kind of brings that out of them, makes them into these characters. And the only one that really finds out about it is the pothead because he is given drugs to smoke that are poisoned. Uh, they kind of, uh, sneak drugs into his drug bag, uh, to, uh, to make him more of a dumb, uh, druggy guy. Uh, but he takes his own. He, uh, he starts smoking stuff that isn't drugged. You know, he has like a hidden stash that he's smoking from. And so he actually hears the voices that are luring them into places or convincing them to do things that they shouldn't be doing. Because again, they're, well, these people are being manipulated in order to satisfy these gods, in order to do the things that'll satisfy these gods. And also, uh, be, they, they all lure them, they all become these characters because the, the gods, uh, want, uh, particular characters to be killed. So they have, uh, five people that they want killed. They want an athlete, a fool, a scholar, a virgin, and uh, I hate using this term, but it's what they use in the movie, the whore. And so all of these characters get killed one by one, and the gods are satisfied. Uh, they say that all of them have to die except for the last girl, the virgin, who who can live or die, it doesn't matter, just as long as she suffers. Now, this all sounds horrible. This all sounds gross. Why do people want to see this movie? Uh, if you're a Christian and you think about this kind of thing, why do people want to see this? Well, that's exactly the point of the movie. The point of the movie is it's, it's criticizing horror movies for what they've become. So what is actually happening is the kids that are being killed, they actually represent the actors. We've actually seen this in many movies, in Halloween and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, where if a girl has sex, she gets killed. And so they're kind of playing on these horror movie tropes. Uh, so the actors, so the characters in the movie actually represent actors and the people who are manipulating the situation, creating the situation, they're the writers and directors. In fact, the head of the organization, they call her the director. And the gods are actually us. We are the ones who want, who have this bloodlust. We want to see people get killed. Which is why we buy movie tickets to movie, to horror movies. We go knowing what we're gonna see and we want to see it. And the people in the movie are telling, continue talking about how, oh, there's things that these, that the gods wanna see. They, you know, they wanna be satisfied. They, they expect certain things. Well, they're kinda of talking about us as, as, as the film watchers. We are the gods that will like the movie or hate the movie depending on what happens. And if we don't see something we, we expect to see, then we will destroy the movie, which is why in the movie, 
If the gods are not satisfied, they will destroy the world. So it's actually uh, kind of a play on the fact that horror movie fans expect this stuff. Now, uh, the critic that I read before said that uh, that he's criticizing horror movies that Joss Whedon and uh, that Whedon and Goddard are criticizing films, but they're making one of those films anyway. Well, the thing of it is, they kind of have to. In order for them to get their point across, they have to make this horror movie to show us what exactly it is that we want. As I mentioned before, there is a sex scene where uh, the woman uh, in the movie during the scene takes off her top and we see her boobs. And, um, and there's a, and the people, the directors, the people who are running the show, they're like, come on, let's see them, let's see them. And then when she takes off her top, they're like very satisfied. They're, you know, not because they get to see them, but because they get, because it is a requirement. And another guy says, why is it important that we see them? And they answer, because we're not the only ones watching. Now, of course, the character is referring to the gods, but the scriptwriter is actually referring to us. Horror movie fans want to see nudity in horror films. And so that's a criticism that Joss Whedon is laying on us. And he can't make that point unless he does it, unless he shows it. He shows the audience because it's we're the gods. We are literally the people that will destroy the world if we don't see if we don't see what we want. So, of course, it, he could have just not shown them. He could have uh, made the violence a little lighter. But then the point wouldn't be as strong because the point is that's what the gods want to see. And it, because it's something that the gods want to see, it's something that we, the audience, want to see. And at the end of the day, you know, the, the whole world gets destroyed anyway because it didn't work out as well as, you know, as they wanted it to. Which is interesting because if you read, if you remember before, I mentioned the Rotten Tomato score. Critics loved the movie. It got a 92% uh, Rotten Tomatoes ratings from critics, but it got a 74% from the audience. The audience didn't like the movie, but film critics did because I don't think audiences understood it. Horror movie audiences went to, went to the movie wanting to see one thing and they got something else and they weren't satisfied. And critics understood that, so they loved the movie. And so, anyways, that's essentially what happened, what the movie is about. That's what happens in the movie. Everything else we kind of talk about in the episode. So I hope you uh, enjoy it. I hope you like it. I hope this wasn't too rambly or weird of a description of the movie. But anyways, uh, we do talk about horror movies. We talk about whether it's okay or not to watch horror movies. We talk about whether it's okay or not to have nudity in film and to see that stuff. Um, and we talk about just... Oh, and because it's about human sacrifice, the characters, the people in the movie are sacrificing these teens to satisfy God, uh, their gods. We actually talk about sacrifice in the podcast. We talk about gods, uh, religions that required human sacrifice, uh, religions that required human sacrifice in the Bible. Uh, we talk about Jesus Christ being different, God being our God being different because he would step into the place, into our place, and he would sacrifice himself to pay the price of sin. And so we talk about all that stuff. Uh, we talk about, uh, you know, all, all different kinds of stuff. But anyway, 
that's all I have for you. And before we go, I'd like to say, why don't we wait here a little while, see what happens. You've been listening to the Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecommentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.